0: All right, welcome everyone to our Plans and Programs Committee meeting of our SFCTA for Tuesday, February 14th, 2017. Uh, I'm Katie Tang, chair of this uh committee, and to my left is Commissioner Jeff sheehy and to my right is Commissioner Asha Safai. Our clerk is Steve Stamos, and from gov TV, we'd like to thank uh, Charles Kermanac and Jennifer Lowe. Um, Mr. Clerk, if we can go to roll call, please.
1: All right, item one, roll call, Commissioner Breed. Breed is absent. Commissioner Farrell. Fairless is absent. Commissioner Safai, Here. Safai, present. Commissioner Sheehy? Present. Sheehy, present. Commissioner Tang? Present. Tang, present. We have a quorum.
0: Thank you. Uh, item two, please.
1: Item two, Citizens Advisory Committee report. This is an information item.
0: Thank you. Do we have Mr. Chris Waddling here today? Oh, he is not here. Okay. Um, that's interesting. Okay. So uh, we will go to public comment then on item two for now, I suppose. Okay, no public comment. Then item two, that was an information item. Item three, please.
1: Item three, approve the minutes of the January seventeenth, twenty seventeen meeting. This is an action item.
0: All right, colleagues, um, if you've looked at the minutes, if you we can get a motion to adopt the minutes. So moved. All right, and Second. we'll do roll call.
1: On the minutes, Commissioner Safai. Aye. Safai aye, Commissioner Sheehy. Aye. She. Aye, Commissioner Tang. Aye. Tang. Aye. The minutes are approved.
0: All right. Item four, please.
1: Item four: Recommend allocation of four million four hundred fifty-six thousand three hundred twenty-four in Prop K funds and two million five hundred forty thousand three hundred fifty-nine in Prop AA funds, with conditions for five requests, subject to your attached fiscal year cash flow distribution <coughs> schedules. This is an action
2: item.
3: Thank you. We have Anna LaFort here. Good morning, Commissioners, Anna LaFort, Deputy Director for Policy and Programming. I'm going to present the item to allocate half-cent sales tax funds and also vehicle registration fee funds. And for the benefit of those watching at home and also for um, new members of the Commission as well as others, the Prop K um, half-cent sales tax has been in, um, it's a voter-approved sales tax. The original sales tax, which was Proposition B, was approved in 1989. Um, It was a 20-year expenditure plan with a host of programs and with the signature project being the Third Street Light Rail project. The program was reauthorized in year 14 of the expenditure plan and the voters approved Proposition K in 2003. Um, It generates approximately $100 million per year and it funds a host of programs including traffic calming bicycle and pedestrian safety curb ramps as well as the the vehicle fleet um, rubber tire replacement as well as a few other signature projects very quickly the vehicle registration fee is a $10 um, annual registration fee that folks pay when they register their vehicles in San Francisco and it generates about five million dollars a year half of the funds are for street resurfacing a quarter of the funds are for pedestrian safety and a quarter of the funds are transit reliability and safety improvements as well and um, reliability okay so focusing specifically on the allocations before you today I'll be brief Um, the first request I believe that they're all from Oh no, they're not all from SFMTA they are from SFMTA and the Department of Public Works between all of them is for the wiggle neighborhood green corridor um, construction project this is approximately a six hundred and fifty thousand dollar request and it's leveraging about two million dollars in public utility fund um, public utility Commission SFPUC green infrastructure funding which will um, fund the permeable paving portion of the project um, the transportation elements include bike signal, um, abouts, raised crosswalks, roadway markings, et cetera, and this is between Church and DuBose and Fell and Scott intersections. There's a specific map with the intersections that is shown in um, your packet um, on page 25 of the enclosure, which is the um, packet of the allocation request details. The next request is from the Department of Public Works, and this is for the design phase of a neighborhood transportation improvement program capital project um, that will be funded. Um, it will be a cost-sharing arrangement between districts nine and ten to fund improvements on the um, southern. I'm sorry, on the western entrance to the Hairball, which is um, the Cesar Chavez. Um, Potrero and Bayshore intersection. This is funding the design phase with a commitment to allocate NTIP capital funds for the construction phase as well. And these are recommendations that came out of the NTIP report that was released by the Department of Public Works um, about six months ago. Scope includes wider and regraded um, bike and ped path that goes underneath the freeway, so it will provide adequate clearance. (laughs) <laughs> um, next project is from the MTA. It is for neighborhood greenways and District 11 planning work. Um, it's to focus on three key corridors. And um, just by way of background, the neighborhood greenway designs are something that has come out of both the neighborhood Um, uh, sorry the green connections network um, planning work that was done by the planning department these are also key corridors in the SFMTA's bicycle strategy and the the plan is really to figure out how to prioritize um, non-motorized access points to transit and employment and education and open space um, over or in addition to the motorized uses of the street so this is for the planning work that will be um, underway soon and should take about year and a half. The next two projects are for the paving projects. One is funded by the Prop K program. The other is funded by the Prop W vehicle registration fee. Um, this is the first request from Public Works is for the Philbert and Leveringworth pavement renovation project. Um, there is um, a. Uh, No paving at the intersection of Van Ness and Filbert, but the projects will be coordinated to avoid any construction conflicts. Teams are working together. This is about two and a half miles of paving that will be done Um, and construction to start this summer. Next paving project with the vehicle registration fees is for two and a half million um, to Um, Pave about one and a half blocks of of work so that's all that I have to present to you today I'm here to answer any questions as our various project managers from the agencies Thank you for the presentation Supervisor Safai I mean
0: Commissioner
4: All right, we're commissioners today <laughs> Thank you. So, I had a specific question regarding uh, the greenways. If you could talk about that just a little bit more, and I know that as part of your your process, you're doing um, you're supposed to be doing outreach to the supervisor's office. And I know we've just transitioned into our position. So, if you can include uh, Kathy Mokiemeyer from my staff in any conversations, I know you've been doing outreach with the community, um, but we're hearing about it after the outreach is happening. So, we'd like to be folded into that. Um, Going forward, and if you can just say a few, a little bit more about that for my own edification, that'd be helpful.
3: Absolutely, I'm going to invite Nick Carr from the SFMTA to speak to um, to your questions. He's the project manager.
5: Good morning, uh, commissioners. Nick Carr, Municipal Transportation Agency, uh, and project manager for the District 11 uh, Greenways Planning Project. Um, we have done a little bit of neighborhood outreach uh, in the. Um, Grant application process really, um, and are just embarking now on the uh, preliminary stakeholder interviews, both internal to the city and um, community groups, uh, resident groups, things of that nature. So, um, <laughs> I was just talking to Neil Patel yesterday about uh, getting uh, getting some time with your office to discuss this project as we as we launch out into the community, Great. And into yeah. the city.
4: Great thank you all right
0: great thank you very much um, colleagues any other questions on this allocation here okay all right seeing none then we're gonna to go to public comment on item 4 any members of the public who wish to comment okay seeing none public comments closed colleagues can we get a motion on item 4 So moved. motion to approve
4: okay motion to approve second
0: all right and we'll do a roll call since the house has changed
4: on
1: item four, Commissioner Farrell. Farrell, aye. Commissioner Safai. Aye. Safai, aye. Commissioner Sheehe. Aye. Shehi, aye. Commissioner Tang. Aye. Tang, aye. The item is approved.
0: All right. Thank you. Aye. Item five, please.
1: Item five: Recommend adoption of the fiscal year 2017-18 transportation fund for clean air local expenditure criteria.
6: This is an action item.
0: Thank you. We have Mike Pickford here.
6: Good morning. To the, the uh, transportation fund for clean air is uh, a, a program funded by a four dollar vehicle regi- vehicle, sorry, surcharge on motor vehicle registrations in the Bay Area. Sixty percent of the funds collected uh, go to TFCA grant programs that are managed directly by the Air District, and forty percent of the funds go to TFCA programs um, at the county level, with the Transportation Authority administering the program here in San Francisco. The goal of TFCA is to fund projects that reduce motor vehicle emissions and improve air quality. Um, In fiscal year 2017-18, we expect to have approximately $724,000 in TFCA funds available to program to projects. Uh, The Air District establishes regulations that um, uh, govern what types of projects are eligible for funding, uh, and they require counties to adopt local expenditure criteria that will guide the selection of local projects. Given the small amount of funds available, we usually only fund four to eight projects per year. However, in past years, we've still managed to fund a diverse range of project types in San Francisco, from bike parking to low-emissions vehicles to signal timing on arterials. Um, So the uh, local expenditure criteria are what we're seeking your approval of today. Uh, They're on page 29 of your packet. Um, The criteria are the same as last year, uh, but this is the board's opportunity to, we hope, reaffirm your support. Um, The primary way that our local criteria add to the air district's underlying policies is by establishing a priority order for project types, um, as you see on the screen, um, with zero emissions non-vehicle projects as the top priority uh... for evaluating grant applications these local criteria also uh... prioritize uh, cost-effectiveness of emissions reductions and require consideration of project deliverability program diversity and uh... past delivery performance Um, the air district generally keeps the underlying policies for tfca consistent year-to-year but has made a few changes this year notable examples include that they uh... increase the cost-effectiveness limit for shuttles projects Um, They allowed upgrades to existing bicycle facilities. Uh, They relaxed some requirements around bike share projects, um, revised some policy language on alternative fuel vehicles and buses, and they added a new category for on-road goods movement truck replaces. So that that would be um, low-emissions goods movement trucks. Uh, We provided uh, input to the Air District on these policies, including strongly advocating for changes that allowed upgrades to the existing bicycle facilities, so that could include adding a buffer curb to separate uh, an existing standard bike lane from car traffic uh, which was previously ineligible for for TFCA funds. They had to be completely new facilities. So we're very appreciative of that change from the Air District. Um, And then finally, this is our proposed schedule for this year's funding cycle. Uh, So we would um, have uh, applications due at the end of April and be back to the board with programming recommendations in June. Um, and with that, I can take any questions.
0: All right, colleagues, any questions on this? I know that we were personally um, expressed interest to staff in looking at some of the funding for um, some of the bike lanes in District 4, so I will be following up with staff on that. Um, okay, so seeing no other questions or comments, and thank you for your presentation, and we'll go to public comment on item 5. Okay, seeing none, public comment is closed. Colleagues, can we get a motion on item 5?
4: motion to approve
0: all right thank you seconded by Commissioner Farrell and we'll do that without objection okay item six please
1: item six recommend adoption of the one bay area grant program cycle Two San Francisco call for projects framework this is an action item
5: thank you we have amber crab here good morning commissioners all the um, PowerPoints getting pulled up I just wanted to um, say how excited I am to be here in front of you today. The One Bay Area Grant Program is basically the once in five year opportunity we have to program uh, the federal funds that are passed through to us from the Metropolitan Transportation Commission. This is really uh, outside of the local fund sources we have the biggest uh, chunk of funding we have to program uh, unless the state gets its act together and uh, passes one of the funding bills. Great. So uh, basically, what we're going to, what I'm presenting to you today is the framework we're proposing for action for how we evaluate the uh, projects that are submitted for the grant program. We will be coming back to you uh, with recommendations in June, but this is how we uh, develop the staff recommendation uh, to move forward with the project. So the One Bay Area grant program uh, is really, MTC has developed it to support uh... projects that are identified for uh... meeting the growth patterns that it's uh... approved through plan bay area the regional transportation plan uh... it also is meant to target uh... and reward jurisdictions that are producing housing uh... as well as plan to produce um, the ambitious totals that uh... mtc has approved so uh... Okay, so this is a map of priority development areas, which are uh, areas that the city has self designated as uh, where they anticipate growth will occur in the city over the next uh, 25 years, or where where the growth will be focused, rather. Uh, so, OBAG, as I said, is not an insignificant grant program. It's about $44 billion, or million, it'd be great if it was billion, $44 million over five years. Uh, and it's three, there's three pots of money identified. The first is for CMA planning activities, a little under two million. Uh, the second, for Safe routes to School program, uh, that's under two million, and that represents uh, the, the, the set aside pot, but we can program uh, additional funds to Safe routes projects uh, at the discretion of the committee. And then finally, the bulk of it is a competitive citywide project uh, program. Uh, that I'll go into a little bit more detail in a second. So the projects uh, that can be funded through OBAG are pretty diverse. So transit, uh, bike, and pedestrian projects, also looking at uh, mobility management and uh, transportation demand management projects. So uh, we well, were proposing to select the projects. Uh, Basically, MTC has set a lot of the criteria, Um, their federal funding. As you can imagine, they come with a lot of strings and timely use of funds requirements. So what you see here are a number of different screening criteria. Uh, The ones in blue are basically the ones that we are proposing to add, but this is um, pretty straightforward uh, consistency with Plan Bay Area eligible project sponsors uh, and things like that. So the the first half of the uh, non-screening criteria is our location-specific criteria. So it's many layers of maps where you're either in the identified area or outside. Uh, This is, again, the priority development areas that I showed the map of before, which 70% of the grant funding has to be spent in or serving those areas. There's also considerations for communities of concern, uh, communities that are uh, identified uh, air quality risks, Or near freight corridors. And for the first time in this OVAG cycle, uh, MTC has asked us to uh, reward projects for uh, jurisdictions that uh, have affordable housing and anti displacement policies. So we're adapting that for San Francisco to reward um, affordable housing developments in the pipeline. And then finally, there's project-based criteria, and you can see here there's a lot of them in blue, which means that we're really tailoring the project to meet San Francisco's needs. So in addition to project readiness, uh, we'll be looking at community community support, uh, safety and multimodal benefits, uh, coordination with multiple projects, um, and then uh, somewhat an evolution from the last cycle where we focused on streetscape projects and safe routes to school projects, we're really looking at the opportunity here to basically finish what we started, Uh, looking at an opportunity at at the large uh, known infrastructure projects that are moved forward that support those priority development areas and the core uh, capacity transportation improvements Uh, and in particular looking at um, not just with the core within the city but how people are getting in and out of the city so um, that is going to be a new consideration Uh, and then we'll also consider things like geographic equity and uh, what the project sponsors tell us are their priorities the schedule as I said uh, bringing the framework through this month for approval Uh, then we'll go through the call for projects uh, make recommendations and bring it to you in June for approval uh, in the meantime, we are doing our first round of it's uh, basically consistent with the way that we do outreach around the call for projects, uh, where we um, do one round of letting uh, stakeholders un- know that there is a call available. Um, we'll do a second round of speaking with stakeholders and public agencies, and <coughs> of course, your, you and your staff um, around when we release the project recommendations. And so, with that, I'd be happy to take any questions, and I look forward with, to working with you over the next couple months on this.
0: Thank you very much for your presentation. Um, so, one of the things that uh, I spoke briefly with staff about, and I, I want to reiterate in public as well, is just because this this is such a large uh, pot of funding that we are receiving through this TA, um, I do want to make sure that we are funding. Um, any sort of current obligations that we might have, um, helping to complete existing projects that are already underway, versus trying to start, you know, completely new projects that might um, take a huge chunk of money and, and a lot of time. And so, um, so that's my preference here. Yeah. Um, again, I know that this call uh, for projects is pretty broad, uh, but I would like to put that on the record. Um, the other thing is, if you could just clarify when we expect to hear from the MTC Commission on approval.
5: Uh will be we don't have an exact date. We have to submit the projects uh to MDC in July, which given their turnaround and review process, sometime
0: probably between September and December for approval. Okay. Um, and then I know that there is a, a, a small portion of this um that we do have to put towards safer house to school, which you know I Correct. think has been uh, wonderful. Uh but in looking through some of the reports that have come out about you know what that's translated into um, I just want to make sure that we are um, ensuring that there are good outcomes measurable impacts to um, the community in terms of uh, people actually feeling safer going to school whether it's walking biking or so forth um, and that there are actual deliverables that come out of uh, this funding that's correct yeah we are uh, for
5: the small portion that's required we are recommending uh, prioritizing it for non-infrastructure projects which are incredibly difficult to uh, fund elsewhere but at the same time we are looking back at the projects that we funded in the last cycle to ensure exactly what you said that
0: there are um, measures that we can point to about their effectiveness okay all right so uh, commissioners do you have any questions or comments on this item Okay, seeing none, then we will, oh, sorry, Commissioner Safai.
4: I just wanted to uh, add on to what Chair Tang was saying. The Safe Routes to School program was very important. It's been effective in our district. Um, A lot of the schools and community folks have accessed it, and we've seen some real positive things happen with people getting out of the cars and taking advantage of kind of pooling their energy in terms of some working families uh, working with other parents to get their children to school safely so we're really supportive of that the other thing is due to uh, the the inordinate amount of rain and weather we've received this year i'd just like to go on the record saying that street resurfacing would be a priority for our district given the inordinate amount of potholes that we've unfortunately have come out of this bad weather so that'd be something that i would like to pay attention to and then encourage you to Uh, In your process to to talk about that.
5: Okay. Yeah, I I think these funding this fund sources suited to not emergency responsiveness, but kind of the longer-term planned uh, resurfacing activities it's 44 million, but it's over the five years, so there's limited availability each year for the programming
0: have to plan pretty far in advance all right, and um, you know, I think uh, some of the commissioners and I were were, um, you know, looking at this map here um, <laughs> and kind of um, thinking about how where it is that these pro- dev- development priority areas are, and really just shows that when you don't have uh, development occurring in your neighborhood, you also lose out on funding for other types of projects. So, just something to point out. <laughs> um, in any case, do we have any other questions or comments? Um, from the committee members? Okay. Seeing none, then we will go to public comment on item six. Okay. Seeing none, public comment is closed. And um, that was an action item. So if we can get a motion on item six, please.
2: Motion approved.
0: Second. All right. And the House has changed, so we'll do a roll call.
1: <clears throat> on item six, Commissioner Breed? Aye. Breed, aye. Commissioner Farrell? Aye. Farrell, aye. Commissioner Safai? Safaii, aye. Commissioner Sheehy? Aye. Sheehy, aye. Commissioner Tang? Aye. Tang, aye. The item is approved.
0: All right. Item 7, please.
1: Item 7, presentation on Regional Measure 3. This is an information item.
0: Thank you. We have Michelle Beaulieu here.
7: Yes, hello. Thank you so much. Good morning. Um, So today I'm here to provide an update on Regional Measure 3, which is a bill proposal to increase the tolls on the Bay Area's seven state-owned toll bridges. Okay so um, today I will provide some background on the existing bridge tolls that we have and some history about how they got put into place um, and talk about the process that we expect to see for regional measure three. I will go over some of MTC's draft principles as they will be leading the technical side of this Um, and then I will begin a discussion of some draft priorities that we see emerging for San Francisco um, and seek your input on those principles and then discuss next steps including how we will be working with the stakeholders. Thank you. Um, Okay, so MTC, one of their roles is as administrator of BATA, which is the Bay Area Toll Authority, where they administer the revenue from the tolls on the Bay Area's seven state-owned bridges. Um, They also provide oversight on Caltrans' seismic and rehab work on the seven bridges. And I'll just note that the Golden Gate Bridge is not included in that, um, as it's managed by the Golden Gate Bridge Highway and Transportation District, um, and help support their bus and ferry programs. Um, So as BATA MTC can raise bridge tolls without going to the voters to pay for certain projects including bridge seismic and repair work. Um, However, if they want to use the revenue for other purposes than that, they do require state legislative authority to go to the voters for approval. Um, So currently, the Bridges have a $5 base toll, um, and that includes two times that MTC has gone to the voters for for this approval, and that's Regional Measures 1 and 2. These funds are considered a fee, so bridge corridor nexus is very important for the projects that get funded out of these tolls. Um, But it also means that these tolls require only a a 50% plus one vote, of the the nine Bay Area counties to pass. So that's an aggregate. So, um, you know, a total over all of the counties. Um, So the last time that a new bridge toll was brought to the voters was the 2004 Regional Measure 2, um, which funded something called the Regional Traffic Relief Plan. And we expect that this time around there will be certain similarities from our Regional Measure 2 to Regional Measure 3. Um, RM2 was passed by 57% of the vote across seven counties, and it raised the bridge toll by $1. Um, That funding was primarily directed to two programs, the Capital Improvements Program and Transit Operating Program. Um, There's also uh, some operating funds in it for the Transbay Terminal Building, which started about $3 million a year. Um, So there's a couple of different ways of looking at the RM2 program of projects, Um, and this is is one way. Uh, Here on this table, you can see that the largest project funded out of this in San Francisco was the Transbay Terminal uh, at $150 million for capital, as well as that $3 million operating fund that I already mentioned. Um, in addition to that, there was funding for some muni capital projects, including $30 million to the t Third light rail extension, um, as well as funding to BART capital projects, uh, and then there is funding in there for muni operations, including late-night transit service and operating funds for the T3 line. So the next slide just, you know, I threw this in here for information. It includes all of the projects in or directly benefiting San Francisco in regional measure two. Okay, so now we'll move on to talk about the proposal for regional measure three. This is a top priority for MTC from Plan Bay Area and it will be a major work program for us as well as was adopted into the TA's legislative program at the end of 2016. Um, and as with the other measures, regional measure three would be considered a fee um, and so the investment program will need to have a clear nexus with the bridge corridors. Unlike the previous measures, we do expect that MTC will propose that this go to all nine Bay Area counties. Um, and here, what we 've done is shown where the traffic is on these bay Area bridges. So you can see that the the bay bridge accounts for about a third of the traffic on all seven bridges um, but you know there's there's there are going to be a couple of different ways of talking about this fee um, so for example, another way to look at it would be where are the fee payers residing so um, That's about 12% in San Francisco. Um, Where are the voters coming from? Santa Clara residents only pay about 2% of these bridge tolls, but they make up 22% of the voters in the region, Um, and et cetera. So that's going to be part of the conversation about what goes into the investment program. Um, So we're early in this process, and we're still not entirely sure what Regional Measure 3 will look like. Um, But getting back to the process, MTC does need state... Uh, authorization to bring this measure to the voters. And for regional measure two, the legislation itself really laid out the program of projects and the operating funds that would be uh, earmarked from from the the toll. And so for RM3, we're still not sure if the legislature is going to want to go in that direction again where they, again, earmark most of the funding to specific projects or if they're going to give a little bit more leeway to MTC to develop a program of projects with all the partner agencies. So we're we're engaged in the conversation with MTC. MTC is working closely with the delegation to get a sense of what they want to see in the legislation, Um, and they've begun to have these stakeholder meetings, which again we're participating in. Um, Another big question about M T three and what it will look uh, sorry about R M three and what it will look like is how much of a bridge toll increase it will include. The previous regional measures were one dollar increase, but we're talking up to about three dollars at this time. Um, There are a couple of reasons for that, first is that a dollar just doesn't go as far as it used to uh, and there are really tremendous needs for funding across the region. Three dollars would allow flexibility to fund capital projects and provide some operations funding as well Uh, and we've seen that the voters across the region are willing to pay for transportation improvements uh, as with the BART bond that passed with a two-thirds majority in 2016. Our bridge tolls here are also lower than in a lot of other uh, regions, particularly in New York City where the bridge tolls are up to about $11. Um, and you know, getting one of these measures passed it takes a lot of effort at a lot of different levels. So there's a sense that if we're going to do this, we should go big. Um, and then there's the question of operations. Should RM3 go only to capital projects or should there be some operating funding coming out of that? Regional measure two was capped at 38% of the revenues on an annual basis going to operating programs. Um, and the, there, there are two sides of this, benefiting you know, operations, there's limited funding for that. Um, but if you are starting to direct funding to operations, it reduces what your capital budget will be, as you can see on the table on the slide. There's a whole slew of other, other questions out there. Should there be a fast track discount built into this? Uh, should we extend the congestion pricing on the Bay Bridge to other bridges in the region? Um, and again, this is this is all ongoing and, and we're tracking it all. Um, so the next slide shows some of MTC's draft principles that they're laying out as the starting point for having this conversation about what funding from Regional Measure 3 should include. Um, the, the first one, as you can see, is Bridge Nexus, which I've already talked about, which is very important if, for this fee structure. Um, and the rest of the principles are really consistent with everything that MTC has done for the Regional Transportation Plan and Sustainable Community Strategy, which is Plan Bay Area, um, and the other planning work that they've done. Um, so now I'll move on to what How we see this playing out. Um, So, first of all, I think the staff here support MTC's draft principles. They are, again, consistent with the previous planning they've done. Um, but we do feel that there's some things missing so we would recommend that equity be a part of the regional measure two framework. Um, we know it's very important to key stakeholders in San Francisco and you know, equity and particularly the affordability piece was a major topic of conversation around the unfortunately failed November 2016 revenue measure here in San Francisco. Um, so, and I think that that feeds into supporting some limited operations funding. Um, that again, we'd like to see caps. We'd like to see performance measures to make sure that it's going to projects that are performing well. Um, but it could go to things like late night transit service, which we've seen a, a need for here in San Francisco. Um, we also request that MTC include, uh, or we recommend requesting MTC to include multimodal in their principles. Uh, we know that these bridge corridors. Uh, and travel through them is more than just about what's happening on the bridges, but it's about all the different transit modes out there, buses, BART, ferries. Um, And lastly, uh, you know, we really do see the need for a large increase in transportation funding here in San Francisco and across the region, so I think it makes sense to go for the $2 to $3 toll this time. Um, so we're also here to talk about a proposed San Francisco policy framework, and this is really where we're, we're asking for input at this time. Um, if we're taking a holistic approach to transportation funding here in San Francisco and in the Bay Area. Me. Yeah. Oh.
2: Commissioner Reed? I'm confused by your comment about the toll. Can you clarify?
7: The 2 to $3? Yeah. So right now, uh, MTC is discussing... A toll increase that could be for anywhere from one to three dollars, um, and. We see the tremendous need for transportation funding in the region. Um, there were a couple of measures that did not pass this past fall. Um, and there's need for this funding from BART to ferries, Muni, um, and for our highway system. So we think that it would make sense to do an increase of 2 to $3. Now likely that would be phased in over time to try to um, minimize the impact. Uh, and it would be supporting transit uh, across the, the region. Thank you. Um, So for San Francisco, again, uh, thinking about a holistic picture of transportation funding in San Francisco, thinking about the types of projects that might be most appropriately funded out of Regional Measure 3, thinking about that bridge nexus that's required. um, We think that core capacity projects, projects that will increase the capacity of uh, transit, in in the center part of the system where we're really seeing the congestion problems right now um, and the crowding, uh, those are the kinds of investments that really make sense that have a nexus with this funding source. So we'd expect to see a sizable investment in things like DTX, which would improve capacity downtown. Um, In line with this thinking, um, and again, uh, consistent with MTC's framework, other projects that are being recommended out of the core capacity transit study that MTC is leading right now that we're working with them on include Better Market Street and Geary BRT. Um, We also think that within that framework uh, Muni and BART's fleet replacement and expansion needs would fall neatly into that category. Um, Those fleet projects also support the proposed equity guideline that we've already talked a little bit about as well as again providing some limited capped operations funding for things like late night transit service. Um, again the multimodal approach and lastly uh, we think that active congestion management projects such as recommendations from the freeway corridor management study and the work in our Treasure Island Mobility Management Program um, that, that work demonstrates that um, you know there are innovative ways to manage the congestion um, in our system and we think that RM3 funding would have a direct nexus uh, with that, those improvements. Um, okay, so again, this is all just beginning. Um, we're currently working with all the agencies serving the corridor to uh, identify the total need for funding before we start to talk about project level recommendations. Um, we've worked with MTA on these principles that I've already talked about. Um, and we're working with all of these sponsors. Um, These projects are identified by the San Francisco Transportation Plan. A lot of them are in Plan Bay area and others are needs that have been more recently identified by project sponsors. Um, So this is just a sampling of some of the projects that we've heard in conjunction with Regional Measure 3 Um, and uh, again as our next steps We'll be continuing to coordinate with the agencies and regional transit operators on the San Francisco priorities through our technical working group meetings, through one-on-one meetings, and through convening meetings um, with with all of these sponsors. Um, We are seeking input from the board and other key stakeholders, including Walk SF and the Bicycle Coalition, the Transit Riders Union, Transform, Spur, etc., um, we're attending MTC stakeholder meetings. Um, at the next board, we are planning to seek action on a policy framework um, and potentially an initial list of candidate projects for Regional Measure Three from San Francisco. Um, and we are going to be working with the board and the mayor's office on engaging the state delegation. Because as I started out, they really they need to pass the authorizing legislation so that MTC can bring this to the voters and so with that I conclude. and if you have any questions
0: thank you for your presentation um, I think that what would help me at least in terms of how it is we would move forward and even just thinking through what some of the potential projects would be is mm-hmm. to um, if we could get from TA staff a list of um, some of these major priorities that we have with the cost estimate of what is kind of left that needs to be funded because um, mm-hmm. when I just look at a kind of you know, without any numbers with it, I I just don't know how I would make a decision on this. Um, So that's what I would just ask in between now and when the full TA board would have to make a decision.
7: Absolutely. And uh, I think, again, it goes back to our conversation about taking a holistic approach because a lot of these programs, the need that we've identified is just so tremendous compared to the size of this funding source, um, which at the max would be about a $5 $5 billion, that time it was billion, um, funding source for the region, so uh,
0: um, yes, absolutely. Great, thank you, uh, Commissioner Safai.
4: Yeah, just to add on to what Commissioner uh, Tang has said. Uh, one of the things you highlighted in your presentation that I'd like to hear more about is the late night service. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people um, in the economy that work late at night, and particularly from the industry that I came from, working with the janitors' union, we heard for years about safety issues and concerns and it, uh, need of service. People getting off at two in the morning, so. I just want to put that on the record, and if if TA staff can follow up with me on that, that would be a a priority for us, for sure.
7: Absolutely. Um, uh, So I will mention that Regional Measure 2 did have some OWL service for the BART corridors that provides late-night transit service, but we are also leading a study, and someone else can talk about this more, about late-night transit.
0: Director Chang?
8: Through the Chair, Commissioner, thank you for the request. In fact, we would like to bring a presentation to the entire board on late night transportation this was uh, concluded last year in the first phase with a large group of stakeholders including local two and other folks from the wider broader economy and and neighborhood groups and such uh... this year we've been able to refine the recommendations and bring specific recommendations around service planning uh, perhaps lighting you know things that are very very much needed across the city um, and to be able to identify and prioritize some of those investments so we will definitely bring that back to you
4: And if you can just make sure we have enough time that we can do some outreach to some of the stakeholders so they can be part of that conversation, that um, that would be really helpful.
8: Absolutely. Great. While I've got the mic, if you don't mind, uh, Chair Tang, I just wanted to uh, thank Michelle and our PPD staff for that work. And we're really working with all the operators. This is a massive regional effort. It's very exciting um, to be able to come together as a region, as a city, to look at new revenues in 2018. RM3, Regional Measure 3, as RM2 and the other bridge toll increases will require state legislation. So, MTC <coughs> is engaged with our state legislative um, leaders in the Bay Area and throughout you know, the leadership of the state, because at the state level, they're also looking for new um, special session revenues uh, for transportation. So, we're really looking to coordinate our uh, regional and local efforts here with the statewide efforts to find funding. And um, as far as the broader holistic strategy, we'll be able to speak a bit more to this as we go along in the next few months. But the idea is to tightly coordinate things like the last item that we presented, the One Bay Area Grant Program, uh, with this program, as well as with the regional um, and, and state uh, initiatives, so that when we go to the voters potentially next year here locally, we'll be able to say we were able to take care of certain things. In our OBAG funding, we were able to hopefully secure uh, some priority in Regional Measure 3 for other things. And then finally, we'll have potentially an opportunity to put additional needs into the local revenue package, but to do so in a strategic and coordinated way with your guidance.
2: Thank you. Commissioner Breed? Thank you. Um, just two comments. Um, first of all, with late night um, service specifically, I just wanted to make sure I know that. Um, local two represents the uh, hotel industry but not necessarily probably all hotel workers there's also the restaurant industry and other places you know that do business late at night our nightlife industry and I just want to make sure that when we talk about late-night services we understand what the needs are with the individuals who are working um, in that particular area both union and non-union the other thing that um, I wanted to mention is definitely my concern uh, with toll increases Mm -hmm. Um, specifically when you talk about all the need and then you talk about additional needs um, I think that it's important that we understand what our priorities are I mean yes there are things that are icing on the cake but you know we're talking about like a lot of money here Um, we've passed a bond as you know that still is not being spent properly we have all this need that everyone continues to talk about and then on top of that we'll add another layer of service or support or something that may not even be necessary so the point that i'm making is i want to make sure that we have our priorities straight that we're doing what we absolutely necessarily need to do um, rather than focusing on adding a list of Um, additional needs and then all of a sudden trying to figure out how we pay for it like what we're doing unfortunately with our trains but we know we need those Um, so the point um, that I'm making um, is I just want to see us do a better job at prioritizing clarifying the cost around those particular priorities not adding additional layers of things that we don't Absolutely need, absolutely. and being very um, resourceful about how we spend our existing revenues without continuously looking for additional revenues. Thank you. All right.
0: Thank, thank you, for you, the you, Okay. So, colleagues, any other questions or comments? Okay. Seeing none, we'll look forward to hearing more information from staff. Um, so, with that, we'll go to public comment on item seven. Any members of the public who wish to speak? Seeing none, public comment is closed. And that was an information item. Item 8, please.
1: Item 8, introduction of new items.
0: New items from colleagues. Okay. Seeing none, public comment on item 8. Seeing none, public comment is closed. Item 9.
1: Item 9, general public comment.
9: Yes. Good morning, Commissioner Andrew Yip. Of making success for World Rescue, we must apply our true principle to lead our awareness of human hearts for the recovery of heavenly hearts. The inner works of personal collaboration would be for one's heavenly self nature. The external pathway of mercy would be the divine mission for worldly rescue. Political leaders must bear the duties of personal virtues of awareness to deliver compassion, love, and mercy to the people when dealing with daily business affairs. One needs to reason well with holy studies. One must establish supreme virtues of one's pathways. One must engage on the heavenly mission of managing the worldly people with holy truth. Firstly, one must make recovery of one's mighty self-nature with origin of absolute wisdom. Then one would apply of this mighty self-nature with origin of absolute wisdom to deliver true principle for the worldly rescue of human hearts for making success of revolutionary progress of civilization, thank you.
0: Thank you very much. Any other members of the public who wish to comment? Seeing none, public comment is closed. Item 10.
1: Item 10, adjournment.
0: Thank you. We are adjourned.